Whitney and Amelia get their stacks of wax that tracks to the max. It's a scare affair everywhere, mon frere. It's the fright in the night and something, something Cenobite. Anyway, it's Halloween and we're celebrating by sharing our Halloween themed record collections with you. We've got music, sound effects, and spooky stories to help you set that Halloween mood. Oh! October 4th. Yes, it, it is. is. My birthday. birthday is my third 50th. <laughs> no, it's my fourth 50th, I guess, technically, huh? Because I'm 53. Oh, that's true, because your first 50th would have been your 50th. Oh, my God. Yeah, and had I still been in San Antonio, I would have had my annual 50th camp out, but obviously right. I couldn't do that, but I did have some neighbors over last night, and, you know. Played some music and drank some wine and ate all of my mom's candy. (laughs) Oh, no. Which she doesn't care about, but you know. Oh, my God. As long as you get some Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. So, you're going to do something with your mom today? Yeah, we're going to go out to dinner at, like, some barbecue place later in a few hours. Ooh, that sounds good. After she gets done with her online bridge. Yes. With her bridge, <laughs> yes. Well, bridge is important. And you know, like, this is our, it's our Halloween episode, and normally we wouldn't necessarily talk about what day it is, but it felt like we needed to a little bit, not just because it's Pitney's birthday, but because a couple weeks from now, when y'all actually hear this, you're going to think back and go, yeah, there was some weird shit going on that first weekend in October. Mm-hmm. So we have no way of knowing by the time this comes out, like, I don't know, is Trump still alive? Uh, I don't yeah. know. It's weird. I mean, I think it's bullshit that Twitter decided they were going to crack down on people saying they wish he would die when they don't crack down on people actually threatening actual people. Oh, them, I read about that. Yeah, I read a whole article about that issue. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. There's so many women that have been threatened with rape and murder there's so you know like people who are like i know where you live or whatever and it's like you can't you can't fight against that but oh let's let's not let anyone make a joke about the worst piece of garbage that's ever happened to our government (laughs) and that's saying something in a country that's had like andrew jackson oh my god yeah so you know, but I got to win. So it's yeah, worth mentioning. I admit, I don't, you know, I don't want to talk about this for a long time, but I got to admit yeah. that my mind has gone off in like maybe a conspiracy direction about this because I've, I've wondered, is he really sick? Oh, believe me. I have, I've or does he, is he not sick? And he's using this as so he can say, well, look, well, I got it and I'm perfectly fine. So it's all stupid. Totally. I mean, that's, but that's the thing, you know, it's like, I was, I kept thinking it was infuriating that 
we're we're at a point where we know we can't trust anything that he or his administration says. Yeah. So we have so we're put in a position where we we automatically assume everything he says is a lie. But someone else pointed out, and uh, as someone who has you know recently gotten out of a narcissistic abusive relationship, uh, when you've been gaslit. When you're accustomed to being lied to and having your reality fucked with, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you're going to be, even your immediate reaction, you're going to go back and look at what you thought and think, oh, was I even right to think that? Am I interpreting this correctly? Did I see what I thought I said? Did, did he say yeah. what I thought I read? It's, I mean, it's like the whole country has been in an abusive relationship for four years. Oh, that's true. And we're all fucked up because, I mean, I don't know what to (laughs) believe. And my mind just goes like, well, I don't trust that. What if this is going on? Right. But it's like the only way we can know for sure that he has it is if he fucking dies. Yeah. And I won't, let's put it this way, I wouldn't shed a tear if that was the case. No. The only, to me, the only thing that that would be sad about him dying is that I don't get to see him being hauled off in handcuffs and going to jail because I really want to see that. God, I hope that happens, but I want, and I want him to be all pathetic like Harvey Weinstein with his little Walker. And all of a sudden he becomes a a sickly old man. It's like, (laughs) shut up. You know, you just picked that up at Walmart. Right. Right. (laughs) Because the thing about Weinstein and his fucking Walker I happen to be kind of an expert on walkers because my mother had several of them. And the one that that Weinstein was using going into court was the one you buy at fucking Walgreens. It was the, it's the first one. It's the, oh shit, we need to get her a walker. Where do you get one? Oh, I guess I can pick one up over here. Yeah. That's not the good walker that takes effort to get. It's the $20 walker. So if he really needed a fucking walker, he would have had the Cadillac of walkers like my mother, mm-hmm. which is a pretty sweet deal. I mean, the one that I have in my bathroom right now, just because it's left over from my surgery, is nicer than the <laughs> one that Weinstein used. Oh, I could see, oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, my mind is like, so I don't, anyway. but you know, by the time this comes out, yeah. we'll know. Yeah, well, yeah, it could be, it could be a whole new world. Oh, and speaking of that. Speaking of things could change dramatically as time goes by, um, normally this time of year, being October, we would be recording stuff for November. And November is when we traditionally do our thankful episode, Mm -hmm. where we talk about sometimes serious, sometimes silly, depending on what's going on, the stuff that we're grateful for. Or both. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes we'll have a silly one and a serious one. But this year is so fucked up that we can't even come up with what... I mean, it's not that we can't come up with things we're grateful for, but nothing feels right right now. And we just... We want to wait and see what happens after the election before we record anything because we could be grateful for completely different things. Exactly. Like a month from today... 
could be a whole and new world. maybe we will be. But well, anyway, again, we're not going there because... <laughs> because we're going to talk about Halloween yes, now. Yes, we are going to talk about <laughs> Halloween. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Jono and I am the world's worst date. Legit, guys are fleeing from me. So naturally, I made a podcast about the search for my first boyfriend and called it Desperately Seeking. Each episode, I kiki with my friends about my latest date stories and they let me know where I stuffed it up along the way. I mean, if I want to find Mr. Right, then I need to know what I'm doing wrong, right? Join the fun and laugh at my misfortune. Download Desperately Seeking wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, we are going to talk about Halloween. Yay! We are going to talk about Halloween music and Halloween albums. Because we're both dorks that that obsessively collect them. Yes, and... (laughs) A little bit. I gotta tell you, I have some gems to talk about. Yes, I do too. I, uh, I, I do too. I'm not gonna talk about every single thing I have, but I have a bunch. I have a bunch of things that I wanna that I wanna talk about. But um, because we both are talking about so many things, it seems to make the most sense if we sort of alternate. Yeah, yeah. And of like, you know, you mention you talk about one, I talk about one, and we'll just see how it where it gets us. Yeah. Which could be, which could end up being extremely awkward, but frankly, we'll just see how yeah, it goes. Yeah, but I do gotta say, uh, <laughs> for aficionados of the Halloween genre, yes. there is uh, this website that I discovered years ago. Um, I thought it was oh, gone. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about it one yeah. of our first Halloween episodes, I thought it was gone. It is not gone. It's still up. It's still active. And there are hundreds of Halloween albums on this website uh, to download. Like MP3? Yeah, either MP3 or for better quality albums, he actually does have it in in FLAC format. So you can actually, depending on what it is. But it is a scarysounds.blogspot.com. Bot.com. Oh my god. And it's fabulous. That guy's a badass. It is still there. So yeah. Oh my god. And isn't that the site where where you got that one? Well, I don't know. It may be one of the things you're going to talk about. But uh, on our first Halloween episode, we started it with like a a haunted house yes. snippet. And that, and that came from Yes, that, right? and that is actually one of the things that I've because that is like my favorite Halloween album ever. Oh. Because the narration, the narration <laughs> is so, you know, deep and dark and full of strange happenings. I love it. It is so fabulous. It. It's called uh, Night in a Haunted House. And the flip side of it or the second record, I think it was, I don't know if it was a two record set originally or if it was just like one side was one thing and one side the other, but it's night in a haunted house and night in a cemetery. Oh, so cool. And it is so fabulous because it's like, you know, like the cheesy 
very 60s and 70s haunted house sounds that were so typical. The chains, the screaming, the whatever. The wind, the shutters banging. But the guy narrating it in that, you know, deep menacing voice and, you know, talking about, you know, this is a place where animals won't go and birds will not fly. It's yes, fabulous. And the clip that I'm going to share is the finale of the visit to the cemetery is the zombies rising out of the grave and they are chanting. Oh my God. I don't think I've heard that They are chanting what they need to survive. Let's just say this. Let's just, let's just leave it at that. And here you have the clip of that, because, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So wow. yeah, that's the clip. Oh <laughs> it's gonna. <laughs> that is fantastic, and, and it's good that you that you're talking about like the the kind of like the '60s style their sound effects and whatever. I I think most people at some point in their childhood, or at least people of our generation, or maybe a little younger, had the chilling, thrilling sounds of the haunted. Oh house. yes, I sure did. I sure did. The Disneyland record. Now. That thing is fucking iconic. I I looked up I looked it up because of course I you know I pulled all my records out and you know so I could so I could actually just hold it in my hands. I have the orange cover, which I think most people had because the original release of it in like 1964 had a white cover. Same painting and stuff on the front. Oh, really? Yeah, cuz I I had the orange one too then, yeah. Yeah, and I think because it was such a phenomenon that when they re-released it with the orange cover, it was in 73. It was it was such a huge thing because people were clamoring for it. I think that's why most people had the orange one, that they printed gazillions of them because everyone wanted it. But the thing I love the most about the orange-covered one is that it says on the cover, added bonus inside, spooky party hints. Oh. And I was so excited because I was trying to remember what the insert was. Because you know in the 70s, inserts in records were such a thing. You know, little paper or cardboard little inserts that went into the albums. And I googled the record and I found... Oh my God, I found this this website that I will uh, totally link in the show notes because it's too long a URL, but it's a website called Haunted Dimensions. And someone not only scanned the front and back covers, but they scanned the party oh, hints. Oh, that's fabulous. Oh my God, seeing it again... I hadn't seen it since I was a child. I mean that that thing was yeah. long gone, and but I still you know I still have my old copy of the record. But I was so so fucking excited, 
And I also, looking into that, I found out that in 2008, the Chilling Thrilling Sounds actually got put up on iTunes. So you can actually get, although I don't think you get the entire thing because there's one, okay, because this record for the, for the handful of you that don't know this record, uh-huh. you have a side that's just sound effects. Mm-hmm. Like you have, you have things like screams and groans, yes. thunder, lightning and rain. Like everyone knows this stuff. But side one, you have like a narrator doing little stories and they use the sound effects. Yes. And I still remember, I remember him saying, some say the place is haunted, but I don't believe in such. (laughs) I totally remember that. (laughs) But there's one and I had totally forgotten about it. But, but when, when I went to Google stuff, Something talking about, you know, chilling, thrilling sounds of the haunted house. Racist? And I'm like, wait, what? I'd totally forgotten. The eighth thing on side one of the 1973 version is called Chinese Water Torture. Oh, I remember that. Yes. (laughs) It's And I remember, even as a child, I don't think I listened to that one much because I thought it was stupid. Yeah. Because it's literally just the sound of water dropping. dropping. Yep, I remember it. It's water dripping. And then I guess the guy cracks from the torture. And then all of a sudden, instead of someone actually speaking, you just hear some guy making ching chong sounds as if he's Chinese. And I'm sure it's complete gibberish. And it's like, wow, yeah, that was unnecessary. Oh, God, see, I I do remember that track, and I remember the water dripping, but I don't remember the aftermath. But I used to listen to that album a lot. All the time. And I used to play it, I used to play the sound effects side, blasting it out the window at Halloween. Yeah. But I think a lot of people did that. But then eventually, I realized, like, I mean, I'm talking about, like, when I was in college, and I was still living at home, so I sort of took over Halloween for our house. And I, instead of playing the sound effects from that record, I decided it was best to blast the uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono Two Virgins album out the window because that thing is nothing but weird sounds and Yoko Ono screaming Oh, for like 60 minutes. And that makes a really good sound <laughs> effects record fabulous. for Halloween. Uh, yeah. But anyway, chilling, thrilling sound. And, and of course, I ain't playing shit from that because it's Disney and they'll murder us. Oh, God, I know. It's so stupid. But I do. <laughs> it is available um, on Amazon Music. That one is, too? Yeah. I mean, I mean for, you know, for play, because I have, you know, Amazon Music Unlimited. It's available to right. play on it. And, okay, uh, yeah. it, and interestingly, it's, and the album art is the original white cover. I just checked while you were talking because I couldn't remember oh, if it's the original cool. white cover. Yeah. That's very cool. And I, w- I want to say one more thing about Disney. And we talked about this in one... It may have been the first Halloween episode we did. Because I remember I made a really big deal about was I going to actually play a clip from a Disney record. And then I did, but it was like maybe less than a second. I remember that. And it was very scandalous. But I did sneak a tiny, tiny bit of this particular record. And it's called Trick or Treat. And... I found it not only on a site, by the way, there's a site called DisneylandRecords.com. Do not go to that site unless you have hours to kill because you will never come out of it. It is every single, 
even only promotional records. Ooh, even, I mean, wow. every single thing that Disneyland Records ever did, it is high quality scans of covers. It is now you can't listen to the audio anywhere because. They will get fucking sued. Oh, because I was just going to ask, please tell me that it includes free illegal downloads. But it does not. No, but it does. (laughs) It does link to um, a a search page on eBay where you can see that Disney records are being sold. And I found out that a bunch of people are selling that old trick-or-treat record. And I am still in the mode of, am I going to spend money when... You can go to YouTube and listen to the entire record. Oh, and, and that record, yeah. That record, it's side one is Donald Duck and his nephews. His nephews are going trick-or-treating, and it's like this crazy witch and whatever. And the story is not important because side two is the Haunted Mansion, and it's the gayest... You know, deep voice, but like the nelliest possible deep voice gay narrator uh, talking about going to the haunted mansion. <laughs> and he's sort of narrating what happens. And it's literally the story of the ride. It's describing, but it's not talking about it as though it's a ride. It's talking about it as though you're actually walking through the house. And, you know, it's got Madame Leota. It's got, it's got all the music. From, like, the ballroom and all that shit. It's so fucking good. And I, everyone should go listen to it. And I will... I, I, like, everything. Just just trust that we are linking the shit out of... Oh, yeah. As much of what we talk about as we can. Oh, yeah, because people need to hear some of this stuff. Because some of it is fabulous and some of it is uh, not... And, and we have curated it. Because there's a lot of... If you just go looking for Halloween music, you're going to get a lot of shit. You're going to get a lot of shit that's garbage, and we are curating and giving you the good stuff. On that Scary Sounds, you know, that website that I've downloaded so much stuff of. And even the guy that runs the site will say, you know, I would say, I mean, there's literally hundreds. And half of it is the same rehash shit over and over and over with different Mm -hmm. covers. And a lot of it is KTEL. They come out over and over with the same shit with different covers over and over and over and over. I mean, how many times can you hear Monster Mash? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to hear it now. (laughs) There are some gems. So the other gem that I wanted to talk about that I found after listening to, you know, 50 albums of the same old shit. Actually, I shouldn't say I've listened to 50 albums. I have downloaded stuff and listened to it. It's like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> it's more right. effects that you know that you play on your front porch that's the exact same album that's this one, you know. Yeah. Wind sounds like wind no matter what sound effects library it comes from. But there is this bizarre album called The Demented Doctor. <gasps> oh my god. And the Demented Doctor is it is, I'm looking, it's 11 tracks, and it's things like the brain transplant, open heart surgery, Wolfman visits the doctor, oh my eye God. surgery. Does the wood, does this Wolfman go to the doctor because he has fleas? Uh, no, I wish, I wish. <laughs> that would be so but good. it is this guy and 
this woman that sounds like an 80s valley girl basically just the two of them talking and them doing little skits Wow. You know, and she's like, oh doctor, oh my God, like, you know, I have a date tonight and I have to like wear this costume to go to this party. And I don't know what's wrong, but I just, I can't see. You have to fix my eyes. Oh my God. And then he's like, <laughs> well, come live over here and let me get the drill. And she's screaming and she's screaming. So can you see better now? Well, like, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not seeing double anymore. Oh, my The God. whole thing is like that, and it is it is something to behold. Oh, I'm so excited. It is oh something God. to behold, and the artist on it, I mean, if you want, you can buy it, you know, you can download it off that website that I was talking about. Right. But if y'all really wanted to buy it... The artist for what this is worth is Dominion Entertainment Incorporated. Whatever the fuck that means. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. That's amazing. But, oh, my God. Yeah, it is Dimension of Horror, the Demented Doctor. And it's something that I could hear us recording. But having to go through 50 takes per thing because we couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) Totally. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a vampire transfusion where the vampire (laughs) is dying and has to go to the blood bank. Yeah, oh, my God. Anyway. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. is worse than the first one. You have no idea about symmetry or style. My left cheek is lower than my right and my eye socket is almost down to my nose. You've made my hair three different shades of green. This looks like I'm going to a Halloween party. Just make me look normal. Oh, wow. Um, I have a lot of Peanuts stuff. Snoopy, Peanuts, Charlie Brown. For a long time, I had this this record, like a two-record set of the entire... No, I guess it wasn't a two-record set. It was just a gatefold cover. That's right. It was the entire Charlie Brown Christmas record, you know? And it's basically the audio of the entire special. Yeah, which, by the way, just as a weird, weird aside, not to interrupt you, but we have that now for sale at Target on LP. Oh, good! On LP. On LP. Anyway, continue. But this... This is the Great Pumpkin special oh and it's it's in on lp but what's weird was apparently like the charlie brown christmas i don't know maybe it's maybe it's because maybe they didn't feel like they had to do it because they figured we'd all seen it ten thousand times and so we didn't need like narration or anything If 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 like 30 seconds went by and no one said anything it was okay you know what I yeah. mean? But like in Great Pumpkin, apparently so much of Great Pumpkin is visual that they had. And I, I guess it's not so much that it's narration. It's that they inserted dialogue 
allegedly from uh, from characters, but the voice doesn't sound like anyone, so you don't know who the fuck it's supposed to be. Oh my, really? And they're sort of explaining. Like, the best example I can give is, you know, when all the characters are putting on their costumes and they're all, you know, they're all showing up for the party. And someone, who knows who, says, Charlie Brown, your sheet is full of holes. <laughs> and it's like, I, I guess that's never actually said out loud. So if you didn't know it, it wouldn't make sense. But the record comes with fucking pictures. I mean, I, I don't know. It yeah, kind of I guess it. they need to, yeah, like, they need to hyper-explain, uh, so if you're just listening to it, you'll, yeah. I mean, yeah. somehow, you know, all those Disney movies managed to come out with records of their movies, yeah. and they were fine. I mean, they, they would seamlessly put in narration, but part of that was also using actual actors from the movies. Yeah. But this Great Pumpkin one record is terrible. I mean, I love that I have it. And I don't think I paid more than a dollar for it because most stuff that I buy is thrift store. But holy but shit, fabulous. it's terrible. It's really bad. And and I only have it because I'm a collector. I, I wouldn't have it because I really wanted it if I'd known That's it. That's fabulous. Stuff. Have you seen Is It Available anymore? Um, I, You know what? I'm going to guess no. Because yeah. although you can get the special, because they like to do a lot of like you know Blu-ray sets and things, but the audio. Oh, and again, of, we and again we have the special on Blu-ray at Target. Of course you do. But not that record, <laughs> not the Halloween. But they record. have like they have like a holiday, they have a holiday collection that has like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. You can get all three specials on a thing. But, and sometimes they'll do, like, music things. Like, there's the Charlie Brown Christmas that's just the music, and then there's the one that has all the show. And, I, you know, I don't think they have a record just for the music of Great Pumpkin, because I don't think any of that music is particularly iconic, except for the same Linus and Lucy shit that plays in everything. Uh-huh. I'm probably saying way more about Great the Great Pumpkin record than it really deserves, because it sucks. <laughs> I know, but it, it, it's fabulously delightful that you... It yeah. is! It is! Uh, the Bitchin' Boutique. Yes. Um, I think we need to give them a thing, Spike. We can give them a drop that they can play on our, their yes. shows. Yes, I think we've uh, got to find some time and get get time to do that. I think we should do, do it right now. I think we should do it right now. Look, I'll show you how easy it is, Spike. <laughs> Watch this. I'm just going to do it live. Okay, do it live. Like that bloke screams. I'm just going to do it live. Watch this. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptics. I can't do it now. I can't speak. Too much pressure. I'll try again. I'll try again. I'll try again. Take 52. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, and you are listening to the most bitchin' boutique. See? That was easy, wasn't it? Okay. They could send us one. We could play it in ass. Yeah, yeah. Right, you do it. Yeah. Right. What do you want me to say? Whatever, whatever comes to mind. Hi, this is Spike from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, who ain't no bitch, but you're listening to The Bitchin' Boutique. Oh, that was good. I think I hope they use that. Let's see if they cut it and put it in the next show. <laughs> Diplomatic community. So the other, my next thing is going to, you know, change 
gears a little bit from the fabulously cheesy to there is an album and again I found it on that you know that blogspot website it is called Slasher's Delight Halloween Sounds of Horror okay and it is it's newer than all the shit I've been talking right. about as in like 80s or 90s I don't remember maybe? what year but as in like no I think it's like Within the last several years, new. Oh, really? I think. And it is serious music for actual haunted houses. Oh! And it's, it is good. It is weird. It's creepy. I will say they have this one song called The Murder Clip. And it's pretty much the music from the original Halloween, but not. Okay. I can imagine how they would You know, do that. but yeah. you it totally gets like the Michael Myers coming at you vibe. Right. And it is scary and it is creepy and it's fabulous. And the whole album is like that. It's like you would hear in horror movies now. Or you stuff that you would play in like these extreme haunted houses that they right. have now. Right. And it really is weird music and sound effects that get under your skin as opposed to like the cheesy stuff that I was talking about before. Oh, wow. So if you're into that thing, it's not like you can just listen to it and laugh like the demented doctor. Cause why would you listen to this album over and over and over? Right. But if you're if you're looking for like serious, weird, scary stuff for your haunted house or for your yard haunt or whatever, right? Slasher's Delight is a fabulous album. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's fabulous. records as a group they're all pretty fabulous but they're but there's not a lot to say about them because well two of them there's not a lot to say about one of them i'm so excited about i can hardly breathe but um they're sort of you know spooky stories records made for kids the first two are definitely records made for little kids like in the 70s the the first one i want to talk about is called great ghost stories and it's from 1973, and you can actually hear stuff from this record on, on YouTube, and I'll link that too. But it's basically, they, they're they sort of like adaptations, like shortened adaptations of like, quote, real stories, like an Ambrose Bierce story and things like that. Uh, one of them is about uh, the golden arm, and it has, the, it has a really epic cover that's like these, these three, it's, it's like these very green, I'm holding up the cover so Pitney can see it on Slipknot's Oh, oh, fabulous. Yes. That album art reminds me of the, uh, from Lord of the Rings that were. Oh, the Ring Wraiths. Oh, they totally look like. Yeah, the Ring Wraiths. Yes, it's totally Ring Wraiths. Oh yeah, totally. (laughs) But my, my favorite thing about this and part of the reason why I picked it up, not just to show Pitney the art, but what's funny 
is that on the back, it talks about uh, LP records in this series. And I just want to... So this one has four stories on it. Mysterious Shipwreck, Golden Arm, The Guitar Player, and Here We Go. Here We Go is about a boggart, which I guess that's a very British thing because they talk about him in Harry Potter. But I don't think this boggart is like the boggart in Harry Potter. Anyway, Uh. but, you know, these are all like scary, spooky stories, Weird Tales of the Unknown, Thrillers and Chillers. But I just want to mention some of the names of some of these stories that just cracked me up. One of them's called Big Frayed, Little Frayed. Like, afraid, but with an apostrophe. Oh. The Skinny Toe. What? (laughs) The Boy Who Drew Cats. (laughs) Wait Till Martin Comes. Ooh. But then they also have... The Telltale Heart and the Monkey's Paw. I mean, like, each one will have something legit and good on it. Yeah, yeah. Black Cat, you know, stories that you would know. But then you end up with Dark, Dark, Dark. Like, I don't know. Now, is it just all narration or is there sound effects too? There's some sounds and stuff to make it to make it spooky. Okay. But it's it relies very heavily on on acting. Yeah. And narrate and dramatic narration. Now, um. I, from that one, I want to go to another record that you can listen to on YouTube that I bought my copy of it. Thank God you can hear it on YouTube because my copy is for shit because I got it. I got it at a thrift store. Alfred Hitchcock presents ghost stories for young people. Oh my God. That's fabulous. It's one of the greatest album covers ever. Oh my God. I need it. It's so. In fact, I may go on eBay when we're done and buy it. Tales of spooks, hobgoblins, and spirits hauntingly introduced by the master of the unexpected, narrator John Allen. So, like, you know, you you get a little bit of Hitchcock, and then you get a bunch of stories. And, you know, I... I don't even need to go into it. I mean, it's it's Hitchcock. It's spooky stories. It's the greatest album cover of all time. It's just, I mean, you can't can't get much better than that. And you can hear it on YouTube. So... Again, linky, linky. Yay. But, oh, my God, I need a copy of it. I'm serious. I'm going to really go do. on eBay and I'm going to buy it because I bet I could find it. And speaking of buying things on eBay, I, I'm i leading up to the most exciting one. I just bought this on eBay, and I can't even handle how amazing it is. I will just read the full title from the cover. Hammer presents Dracula with Christopher Lee, (laughs) a horrifying story of vampirism with spine-chilling sounds and music. Oh my god. The first side is a Dracula story. It's introduced by this other narrator, but then it becomes Christopher Lee telling you the story. And I am going to share a clip. Oh, yes. Because my God. Oh, yes. My God. And then the second side is four, like, orchestral pieces. And they're all very, very, I mean, Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde, uh, Fear in the Night, Four Faces of Evil, The Vampire Lovers. They're absolutely amazing symphonic music of the Hammer film variety. And they're fucking amazing. And this is another thing you can listen to on YouTube. And my favorite clip, the one I'm going to link for you guys, is 
it's actually someone videotaping their turntable with the cover sitting right behind it and you can watch the record spinning as you listen to it and it's fucking flawless and my god you guys oh i mean my god i when i first saw the cover is so amazing i thought it was going to be like a laser disc of like a movie yeah, that's what it looks like, yeah. Because it's so bad. At, and I kept thinking, it's not possible that this is an LP. It's not fucking possible. But it is. And it's That is so, so awesome. Oh, my God. Every day. And I only got it a, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, I, it, got, it came in the mail. Every day since I got it, I just hold it in my hands and look at it. And I just can't believe that it's a real thing. It's so great. That is fabulous. It's so great. And then he saw his bride-to-be standing at the far end of the great hall. Her hands, her body, her mouth splashed with blood. And I'm going to deviate just for a hot minute. Uh Um, Very important for Christopher Lee fandom. Uh-huh. I don't know if you or if our listeners are aware of the two glorious, glorious music videos that Christopher oh, Lee yes. did with this guy named Gary Curtis. Yes, oh my God! They're oh on YouTube. God. Just look up Christopher Lee and Gary Curtis. He does. Oh, you guys. <laughs> oh, Sole Mio that's kind of mashed together with It's Now or Never. Right, because they're basically the same But the most fabulous one is the original song, She'll Fall For Me. And it's Gary Curtis and Christopher Lee sort of like fighting over this woman. It's like the girl is mine, only less gay. Yes, and it is so... (laughs) Anyway, for Christopher Lee fans, you probably don't know about those. Fucking watch them because, oh my God. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I hadn't thought about those in years, but oh, my God. Yeah, and, you know, so you're, uh, you know, talking about that album sort of led into my last, yeah, I sort of have a a two-in-one here for my last last title because they're kind of the same. One is A Night of Terror, A Continuous Tale of Horror Told in Sound. So it's like one big long story. It's, it's one big okay. long lame ass story with lame ass <laughs> sound effects, but it's <laughs> kind of fabulous just to have on. But the other right. one is—is is it like made for kids, and that's why it's lame? Is, is yeah, it like yeah, very I childish. Okay. I don't know if it is made for kids, but it needs to be made for kids. Right, right. And then this okay. other thing that I downloaded was Scary Stories, the complete three-book audio collection. Lord. By right. Alvin Schwartz, performed by George S. Irving. And that is actually really kind of cool. It's like campfire stories. Right. And it is not something that you can just sit and listen to for two hours without being oh, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. But it's kind of cool. It's sort of interesting. Yeah. It, but remember several episodes ago where I was talking about how I stopped buying 
Keebler cookies because of the old man voice. Yes. Yes. This is sort of campfire stories told by the Keebler old man voice. The slithery D, he came out of the sea. He ate all the others, but he didn't eat me. The slithery D, he came out of the sea. He ate all the others, but he didn't eat. Oh, God. Tummy. Oh, that's amazing. It's yeah. sort of it's sort of interesting in the sense that I enjoy those kind of stories. Right. But it's not something that you can sit and listen to for all three CDs worth. But it is right. a cool thing to have. Oh you know. God. And I do oh I have God. more to say regarding um Halloween music and albums, but those were my five specific titles. Please. So, we all know, or know someone who knows, some really out there people. Not to say that we don't like them, just that they are a little too woo and sometimes we just have to internally roll our eyes and be silent. Well, this installment of the Year of Woo is about a dear friend of mine who has gone from deep end to hardcore deepest part of the ocean. Let's just start by saying that somehow this person has gone from being a card-carrying liberal Obama lover, like me, to totally drinking the Kool-Aid and buying into everything QAnon stands for. That is weird enough, but wait, it gets weirder. Imagine combining QAnon nonsense with hippie New Age prattle and adding in a dose of alien and UFO conspiracies. And there you have some pretty way the fuck out there woo. Like... Age of Aquarius, ultra-enlightened future thing happening after the consciousness shift? Yeah. According to this person, this is all going to be brought about by none other than Donald J. Trump. How does one make this leap? By alien intervention to bring down the evil New World Order, of course. But let's back up a second to explain the concept of the New World Order. It is used in several different ways depending on your point of view and has many faces. This could be a whole show, but trust me, it's never going to be because it's not interesting enough and just too stupid and crazy. Anyway, for our purposes, you just need to know that New World Order refers to a totalitarian world government run by Luciferians or... The aforementioned Age of Aquarius, in which everything will be love, harmony, and light. It can also be used to mean alien oppression, a Fourth Reich, or any number of similar bleak future scenarios, all brought about by aliens or negative occultism, of course. But we're talking about the first two on this list. Are you with me so far? You will be. Trust me. So, according to my friend... We live in a world that is utterly controlled by two great evils, big tech and Hollywood elite. 
And these two evils are controlled by dark cosmic forces that inspire and force Luciferianism, whatever the actual fuck that is, upon the populace. Did you know that Bill Gates and Tom Hanks are the two most evil men in the world? Neither did I, but it has been said that they are, right down to drinking baby's blood, covering up the Pizzagate scandal, and promoting vaccines that are actually carefully designed big tech devices that once injected will make everyone susceptible to mind control. Yeah. What does all this mean for Donald J. Trump, you ask? Well, get a load of this horseshit. Apparently, there is a pseudo-divine, all-seeing alien consciousness that has chosen to enter the planet's political theater to intervene with a failing humanity. And yes, this intervention will bring about the spiritually evolved worldwide utopia that is the Age of Aquarius. See, when Trump was initially running for president, he was doing it as a lark, which, according to this philosophy, was just for fun, and he had no desire or expectation of a win. But enter the alien consciousness. It decided to contact Trump to use him as a tool to save the world. Poor Donald didn't want to be mocked and hated, but he decided to be mocked and hated for the greater good of humanity. He, in order to save us all from forced satanic initiations and mind control, entered a soul contract with the alien consciousness that is so upset by the evils of big tech in Hollywood that it decided to save us all. But this contract came with a steep price. To be hated the world over, to sow chaos everywhere. Now, there's no doubt that Donald Trump has sowed chaos. But it is necessary for the salvation of humanity to totally destroy everything that has been built. People need to be made so downtrodden and disgusted that we are ripe for the consciousness shift. We will all be ushered into an eternity of bliss, happiness, and love. All because of the hatred that Trump is bringing to the boiling point with his rhetoric. And this pertains to all but liberal Democrats, of course. We will all be part of the purge to rid the planet of satanic control. And furthermore, if Trump is not re-elected, we will all be forced to claim allegiance to Satan or be destroyed. So, yeah, let's just leave it at that. There is some woo so ridiculous that it doesn't even warrant an analysis, just some gossipy explanation and a good dose of pitying head-shaking. Bless her heart. that almost every time you find, especially like on iTunes or something, um, when you find a Halloween collection of music, they're always 50 songs. Yeah. <laughs> it's always yeah. 50. The reason why most of them suck is because they want to be 50 songs. And so it's the same fucking thing oh, yeah. for the most part. But what what's but the ones that I love, I just want to ha- highlight a couple of them of that type because there's some there's some fairly good shit. And if you're looking to sort of start a collection, yeah, these are good places to go. 
And they're always named things like Halloween Scream themes. This is one of them. <laughs> and it's basically horror movie soundtrack music. Mm-hmm. And then you'll get the occasional, like, the theme from the Alfred Hitchcock TV show. And it's basically, if if you kind of want, okay, I, I want the theme to Phantasm, I want the theme to Friday the 13th, I want the theme to Halloween. If you want all of it, if you want every movie that's ever been fucking made, just buy something like that. You will get, instantly, you will yeah. have, and granted, most of it doesn't necessarily sound that scary. I mean, it's just music, but but it comes from a horror movie, so it's so, fine. So, yeah. But you'll, but... But they, you know, you end up with Halloween spooky tunes, and those. There's this one particular. It's by something by someone or something called DJ's favorites, which reminds me of in the '70s when things were not by the original artists. Oh, you know what I mean? Yes. And I'll just explain for the children, for the kids, that it was possible for record companies to just churn out record albums in the 70s as long as it wasn't like the recorded like kind of like the way you know copyright laws and shit you know and you know you couldn't have you know donna fargo singing funny face but you could have some other bitch singing funny face yeah on your record it's like you didn't have to have Melanie sing in Brand New Key. It could have been some other bitch, you know. <laughs> yeah. This the, your basic compilations, and this thing it's very much that. And it's that, but it's spooky slash Halloweeny things. So it is, you know, it is your horror movie theme songs mixed in with stupid pop songs that someone decided would be a good Halloween song, like Thriller. Oh, it's I like, know. okay, fine, but this ain't actually Thriller. But if you like cheesy shit, you kind of want this. Because one of the things I love about it, even though I'm sure, because once things started being digital, these the track order didn't matter anymore, you know? Because oh, no one yeah, listens to things yeah. in order anymore. But be, but if, you, if you're into track order, I love the fact that someone decided that the Exorcist theme would really make sense right before Purple People Eater. Well, of course! Or that, <laughs> or that like, Takata and Fugue would go right before Werewolves of London, and then you lead right into the theme from Friday the 13th. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, 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 nothing about that makes actual sense. But it's, it's worth it, just because it's cheesy... I mean, you don't want Monster Mash. You don't want the theme from Ghostbusters by some I was going to say Monster Mash. You know, and, yeah, and all these yeah. things. Like Werewolves of London. Okay, fine. So it's werewolves, but it's not. it has nothing to do with Halloween. No. Like so many things actually have nothing to do with it, but they get included anyway because someone decided. And so that's just a couple of those. You you like you have a lot of that kind of shit too. Oh right? yeah, like that that we yeah that weird Halloween compilation stuff where it's the same old songs over and over. <laughs> yeah. And there's a reason why when you go to Party Pig, why there's all these CDs for a dollar. Yeah. That are all like oh you know twenty five Halloween hits and it's the same shit all the time. Yeah, and do you remember? Do you remember my Elvira cassettes? Fuck yeah! You know, when she did It was like, just Elvira Presents. Yeah. And then it was music, right? But no, but but those were, they were like, three or four, maybe two or three, 
like original sort of like Halloween themed really bad 80s rock songs that she sang. Right, yes. Wait, did you remember uh, Living in a Haunted House by Elvira? Fuck yeah, I do. Well, be, I mean, I mostly remember it because we used to do drag shows in the backyard, and one year we did a Halloween one, and Living in a Haunted House was a very popular number. Yeah, and my ex-boyfriend performed that song addressed as Elvira, yeah. but So, you know, those Elvira, her original Halloween music is fabulously terrible, but... It's great. Oh, <laughs> oh uh, yeah, everyone should have that. She should put out a compilation of just her songs from those. Yeah, I remember she really should. when we met her, I remember telling her, like, oh, my God, you know, I used to do these drag shows and my ex dressed up like yeah. you and sang and, you know, performed Living in a Haunted right. House. We had a friend who learned to do boob tassels just so she could do that. Yeah, oh, my gosh, yes, yes. For that show. And uh, she, I remember she had said to me that they were working on, like, remastering her songs and coming out with something. And I don't know if that ever came about. We should go look. That would be, that's a good, that's a good project. There is, there's, and there's Halloween themed bands that, and I'm not talking about, like, like, horror rock or horror metal, which is a whole different genre that we I don't know enough about to get into, but yeah. Like like the horrifics? But, God, I loved the horrifics. But we can't get into it, <laughs> right? But um No. But there's this band called Midnight Syndicate and they have tons cool. of albums. Yeah. Well, I should I say tons, maybe 5 or 6, but I mean, you know. That's more than you would think. Yeah. That's and five or it six is more than like atmospheric weird music that you would play in your haunted house. Okay. And it's not listenable as music per se. Right. But it's useful. But it's neat and it's cool and it's atmospheric and it's definitely nice to just sort of have on in the background. Sure. And it's it's all original stuff. It's really, really cool because there's actual like artistry behind it. Right. 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 Sure. And that's awesome. The only other thing that I'm going to say is there's a band. This may be going into like the horror rock genre that I don't want to go into because I don't know anything about it. But I just have to mention this band because the lead singer is so goddamn fucking hot. Really? Oh my god. His lips are like you 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 blow the picture up on the screen. And, and then you, you just stare at his lips. But the band is called, called Ice Nine Kills. Ice as in hard water? Yeah. Ice Nine Kills. And Ice the, Nine Kills. I am Googling. And the singer is Spencer Charnas. I'm looking it up. It, okay. I'm going they, to the image search. To me, they sound like... They are trying to rip off and sound like My Chemical Romance to me. Oh, yeah. is this? Is that him? That's him, yes. Oh, hot. They're kind of, they sound like they're <laughs> trying to be My Chemical Romance. Okay. But it's all horror theme, and apparently they have one album that the, the, the entire album is about, Nightmare on Elm Street. 
Okay. So they oh are really cool, and their music is very, very enjoyable in that, you know, yeah. that angsty, emo, pop-punk thing that I really love, even though I'm way too right. old to okay. love that, but I totally <laughs> love that genre of music. Oh, my God. Ice Nine Kills. Oh, I have to look into them. Spencer Shinus. Ice Nine Kills. He's hot as fuck. He is pretty damn Who cute. Who cares if they're mediocre? Those are, those are definitely some lips. Those are those some, are some DSLs. <laughs> oh, I, I hope so. Or actually, <laughs> you know, he's probably straight. So those are some PSLs. He, <laughs> he, he, he might swing both ways orally. Yeah. You know, yes. Many men do. You know, but those are at least some PSLs. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Or ASLs. Okay. Ooh, hello. Oh, hello. It's going to be, it's a little weird talking about DSLs and then going into the next thing I want to talk about, because what I want to talk about is so wholesome. I have, so basically, one thing that I have, I, basically, I have, a, I have a playlist on my phone that I just call Boo, and it's the music that I play when I'm, you know, sit out, when we're outside giving candy, you know, away and stuff, and and so a lot of it is sort of, you know, spooky but kid-friendly and whatever. And one of the things that I've realized as I was collecting music for that, there's two things in particular that I have quite a weakness for. Variations on the song Grim Grinning Ghosts from The Haunted Mansion. Oh. I have three or four different versions. One of them is a marching band version of it, by the way. Oh my God, how fabulous. Wow. Fucking amazing. Um, And certain songs, not necessarily the whole soundtrack, but certain songs from Nightmare Before Christmas, because even just instrumental versions of those, they're so perfectly Halloween-y. There's like, this is Halloween, what's this, and the overture from Nightmare Before Christmas. I I could just make a playlist of just... Those three and Grim Grinning Ghosts, and I would be so happy. But I want to I want to recommend a couple of because there's there's multiple versions of like official versions of the soundtrack for uh, Nightmare Before Christmas out there. Like one of them's called like Jack's Back, and it's like alternative takes, but it's the same fucking thing, and it's Danny Elfman, and it's the same. Oh, stuff. So, so those are like their official releases, or are they fan releases? Right. Oh, they're official. No, they're oh, okay. they're real okay. releases. But, and those are fine. But if you really want to get into more unique sounding ones, I want to recommend two different ones. One of them is the Vitamin String Quartet, which I don't know much about the Vitamin String Quartet otherwise. And I only have two of the songs from their Nightmare Before Christmas collection, The Overture and This Is Halloween, but it's basically just a string quartet and nothing else doing that Danny Elfman music. And it's fucking phenomenal. That's interesting. It's really, really great. And the other one that is such a weird idea, but it's so perfect. I, I mean, I assume that baby rock star is just a thing. I haven't really looked into it, but baby rock star has their own version of the whole score of Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. It's like it's like lullaby versions of the songs. They're all kind of quiet and they're all kind of very medium level, but they're really beautiful. I mean, 
it's like you get a song like Sally's song, like her her dramatic, you know, longing song that yeah, she does yeah. towards the end. That the lullaby version of that is it's beautiful. Oh, interesting. It's absolutely lovely. And and I really recommend if you if you're into Nightmare Before Christmas, if you just love that music, but you can't listen to that particular album one more time and you just want some variations. Those two, I I cannot recommend them highly enough. That's They're so, cool. so great. That's super cool. I only have I only have a couple more. One of them was I just added it last year. A, a tamboritza is this um, kind of Croatian. It's like. It's kind of like a mandolin, but it's tinnier sounding. It's like, have you ever heard like Greek version? Yeah, like, I guess Greek is similar to Croatia. I don't know. But you you would know the sound instantly. Uh-huh. But there's a lot of tamboritza music out there. And some, a group called Tamboritza Orchestra Ivan Vukovic. Um, well, okay. <laughs> there's an album that they did... It did. He did. I don't really know. It's the it, nothing about this is in English, and so I don't understand. But they, there's this album you can get on Amazon that has all these different familiar songs, and some of them have you know singers coming in, and it's like well, it kind of ruins, it kind of ruins it to have someone singing because they do like send in the clowns and they bring some woman in to sing. It's like I would rather just hear the guy play it. Oh yeah, yeah. But the reason why I bring it up is one of the songs he does on that album is the theme to the Munsters. And the theme to the Munsters is one of the greatest songs ever recorded, period. That song rocks so fucking hard. And hearing it played on on this tamboritza, it's fucking, it's so amazing. God, that's so fabulous. It's so fucking good. I'm picturing Remember Helena with her dramatic <laughs> readings in the Taverna. <laughs> From Isle of, Sec- Isle of Secret Passion? Uh, yes. Isle of Secret Passion. <laughs> oh, God, And one other thing I want to mention, only because it's so weird, and it took me, I am not kidding, it took me hours of research to figure out why the fuck this song was on an album that I got from iTunes, but it's no longer there. It's an album, and this is literally the title of the album, because this is another thing I love about the 50 songs phenomenon of Halloween music, is there's only so many ways you can say 50 Halloween songs. Uh So they have to make up these really stupid names. This one, the album was called 50 Classic Horror Film Theme, parentheses, Music from the Movie. That was the name of the album, okay? And it uh, was that basically... is some, like, weird, like, printed in China with an automatic oh. translator. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's so... The, the, the record, for the most part, is your standard shit. It's... It's the theme to Halloween. It's the theme to Jaws. It's yeah. the theme to Friday the 13th. Whatever. But then 
there's a song on there called Who Am I? And it is by The Mystery of Bulgarian Voices. Oh. And I always love Bulgarian voices because it reminds me of when Xena Warrior Princess premiered. And back in the early days of Xena, we would all gather at Pitney's house. Uh And we were all ready into Hercules. So when Xena started, we were ready to go. And the very first episode of Xena, I cannot hear the Bulgarian women sing without hearing Pitney's ex sitting next to me on the futon going, it's the Bulgarian women. (laughs) Because the theme from Xena was also Bulgarian Uh, women, possibly these exact same Bulgarian women. But um, here's a little tiny clip of a song called Who Am I? It's totally Xena. Fucking amazing. Totally easy. But, but here's the thing. <laughs> I spent hours trying to figure out why the fuck that was on that classic horror film music collection. And it took me hours to figure out that it was used in a horror game, a video game called Alone in the Dark. Oh my God, I remember the, that game. You know that yeah. game? Yeah. Apparently it was part of the music that was used for that. And apparently it's a whole series of mm-hmm. games, apparently. I was looking for through movie soundtracks. I was looking everywhere. And the thing is, the fucking Bulgarian women, they're huge. And you can find all kinds of shit about them on the internet. And But trying to figure out what the fuck this song was about, especially because the title is Who Am I? Wow. Which means you search for those words and you ain't going to find shit. It took me hours. See, that just proves your dedication to researching for the bitchin' boutique. That's right. You people, you don't understand how hard we work for you. We do. We do. It sounds like we don't, but we do. <laughs> we, re- we care about you. We really, really do. You know. Oh, God. Can I, can I just mention another horribly named album. Oh, yes. I I wasn't sure if I wanted to talk about this album because it really isn't that exciting. But I only want to mention it because, okay, this one is a collection. It's classical music. It's all classical music. You got your your Toccata and Fugue in D minor. You got your Night on Bald Mountain. You got your Ride of the Valkyries. You got your Carmina Burana because, of course, you do. Yes. It's five hours and 20 minutes. Oh. Of classical music. And the vast majority of it, you're listening to it going, I don't understand why this is on here. Honestly. Oh, But yeah. they needed to have 50, because apparently you have to have 50 or you're not allowed to call it a Halloween collection or something. Oh, but the title yeah. of this album, I have to mention it, because this is another one where every single one of these words is used all the time in collections like this. But they, but apparently this particular combination in this order had never been used, so they used it. Uh-huh. Ultimate Halloween Classical Music Collection dash 50, this is still the title, 50 Haunting Classics for a Creepy Night. Wow. That's the name of the album. And like I said, most of it, who knows why it's there. Can I say something about the Carmina Burana, though? Yes. I used to date a guy who really liked to fuck to the Carmina Burana. Uh... So basically our sex life was like a bad cliche horror movie trailer. You know, whenever I hear that, I just think of like 
really, really, really lame, lame ass goth guys who think they're vampires. That's what I think of when I hear totally. that. <laughs> totally, God. And it's so weird because this guy was not like that at all. But there was something about I, that piece of music got him hot, and I don't know why. Wow. I mean, you know, pretend pretending he was a pirate also kind of got him off. But anyway. Wow. Fascinating. But he really liked to fuck to Carmina Burana. So that move that music I mean it's not bad music, but it's it's tainted for that, me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it really is used way too much in movie trailers. Yeah. It really, really fucking is. You know, oh tainted God. love. <laughs> oh the taint. Oh so much taint. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone Everyone loves loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Ha, 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 ha.